Amen. So before I get started, I just have a few more announcements. Um, right after the service, we're going to have the prophetic ministry right here in the back. So if you want to hear a word from God, we believe that God speaks through his people. And we have people trained in hearing the voice of God. So we want to invite you to come right after the service. Also, on February 15th, we're going to be having a training here because we're beginning a prophetic school that's going to meet the third Sunday of the third Saturday of every month. So February 15th from 11 to 2, my friend Russ Painter, who was here last year, is going to come back and continue on teaching you how you can hear God for yourself. Also, May 2nd and 3rd, we're going to be having a prophetic retreat. We're going to go away and spend the time hearing from God and learning more about hearing his voice because that's what, to me, Christianity is all about. It's about a relationship with God and hearing from him. So we'll have sign-up sheets in the back. And then also at the end of the service, we're going to be praying for the sick right here at the altar. Last week I was speaking at a church and we were praying for the sick and somebody came up and she said, can you pray for my hearing? I said, sure. So I put my hands over her ears. I says, ears open up in Jesus' name. And I was sticking my fingers all in her ears praying. And then after 10 minutes I said, how is your hearing now? She said, I don't know. I don't have to be in court till Tuesday. Oh. What a mess that was, Bert. That was, that was some mess. Amen. So I'm going to get to the sermon. I'm, I'm going to be preaching from the word that I have. A few weeks ago, Pastor George asked us to come to the altar, and he gave us all a stone, and, and we wrote the word that we receive from the Lord. And my word is supernatural. Remember a few weeks ago I spoke about my religious experiences, the things I went through back in the day. See, back in the day I wasn't known as Pastor G. I was known as Swaggy G back then. Yeah. Pastor George, how come they don't call me that no more? That's my new name for now on. I'm getting that name back. Forget Pastor G. And what I was saying was back in the day when I was a religious Jew, it, the, it was, the faith was all about rituals and traditions. Nothing of God, nothing of the supernatural. No relationship, no hearing God's voice. It's you say this prayer at this time. You read this, this story, this scripture, this book. Everything's laid out for you in advance. Nothing spontaneous, nothing of the glory, no encounters with God. And then what I said was, after I became a Christian, I started to go to church, and very often I found the same thing. The supernatural was lacking. The things I read in the Bible about God moving, about the power of God, the presence, I, I couldn't find it in church. 
So what I want to do today is speak about the Holy Spirit. And I was looking for an outline for the sermon, so I went on the church website and I clicked on what we believe, and there was a whole section on the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to read you from the church website, and, and, and I suggest every one of you go on the church website, click what we believe, so you can know what this church believes the doc- doctrinally. So here's what it says about the Holy Spirit. We believe the Holy Spirit is the spirit of revival. He is the sacred flame that ignites, the divine river that renews, the holy wine that intoxicates, the sovereign wind that blows where it pleases. He is the spirit of God that regenerates, sanctifies, illuminates, and revives. He is the spirit of divinity, pure, powerful, and miraculous. Where he is, there is freedom, there is life. One way we demonstrate this freedom is in our pursuit of creativity and worship. Through visual art, musical sounds, drama, poetry, spoken word, and movement, we point people to the glory of God. We also believe that signs and wonders, as well as all the gifts of the Spirit described in the New Testament, are operative today and are designed to testify to the presence of the kingdom and to empower and edify the church to fulfill its calling and mission. So as I go on, I want to introduce you to a theological term. See, we don't do that too much here. We try to stay away from the Christianese, the church-sounding words, but you, you need to understand this term. And you can go tomorrow and impress all your friends that that you know that you got some of these theological words. But there's something you need to know, and it's called the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. What does it mean, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit? If you've got Jesus in your heart, if you said that prayer, you've given your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit has come and he lives inside of you. That's why the Bible says you are the temple. You are, the, you are housing the Holy Spirit. Everywhere you go, the Holy Spirit goes with you. And that's an amazing thing. You know why? Because there have been days and times in my life where the Holy Spirit had every right to get up and leave and walk away. It took God's amazing grace for him to stay. That's how powerful the grace of God is. He doesn't leave every time you mess up, but he lives inside of you. And the Bible says we don't live by the flesh. We don't live by our own minds and emotions, but we live by the Holy Spirit inside of us. And that's why I asked the the artists to come, Alicia and Lee. And that's part of what I read. That even in art, as they paint, they're not just painting out of their own creative ability, but the Holy Spirit is flowing through them. And afterwards, I asked them to display some of their art in the back so you can go and see what it looks like when art, 
when creativity is inspired by the Spirit of God and every one of you carries that same Spirit. The Bible says that the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, which means there's nothing that can limit you. And even if you decide one day, this Christian stuff is not for me. Oh, too, much, too many things I can't do. I'm tired of going to church. You say, I'm going back clubbing. You know that the Holy Spirit's going to follow you right back into that club and make you miserable. <laughs> you ever see the Facebook status of people who used to go to church? Every one of them, the most miserable people on earth. Why? Because God won't let you be satisfied. Because once he lives in you, he's put his mark on you, he'll do whatever it takes to get you back again. So I, I want to go through some of the symbols of the Holy Spirit that, that I just read. So number one, it said that he is the sacred flame that ignites. See, that's many times in the scripture, the Holy Spirit is symbolized by fire. He, see, back in the Bible days, they didn't have street lights like they do now. You had to carry a torch or a lantern that was, that was lit by fire. And what did the lamp do? What did the fire do? It illuminates. It reveals what's hidden. What we can't see ahead, the fire lights the way. You, if you're, you need that living in this world. You need a fire. You need, you need a lantern. You need a light that's going to uncover. Because let me tell you something about this world. Not everything is as it appears to be. But Daniel chapter 2 tells us that God knows what lies hidden in darkness and he has given you a supernatural ability in the Holy Spirit. Every one of you got this supernatural ability better than Batman, Superman, all these. Do you know that you're Superman, Superwoman with supernatural abilities? And there's one ability you have called discernment, which is the supernatural ability to see past things, how things appear by the light of God, by the fire of God. For example, maybe one day you're walking down the street and all of a sudden you get this impression and the Holy Spirit's telling you, don't walk down that street. There's danger. Somebody's hiding on that street. Or maybe you're about to go to work. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just impresses you. Don't go the usual way. And do you know, I've heard many testimonies from Christians who said, God told me, don't go that way. And, 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 and later on, they found there was a major crash or accident. See, you're led by the Spirit. You go beyond what things appear. See, I'm always listening. And when I hear from God, I don't hear an audible voice. I get an impression inside. I get a sense of what God wants to tell me. I get, I get this feeling. Don't, don't do that. Don't go that way. On 
I have a friend who worked at the World Trade Center, and she was ready to go to work in the morning, and all of a sudden she heard the voice of God, and God told her, don't leave yet, don't go. And she had no idea why, but she yielded to the voice, and finally when she got to work, they told her, you can't come in because the, the plane has already hit the tower. God saved her life because she listened to the voice of God. If you're a parent, you better have discernment. Sometimes you have a teen, and God will tell you, go look what's hidden under that kid's bed. And you got every right to go open a drawer or look under a bed if God's speaking to you. There goes some sacred cow right there. Maybe the new friend that your teen just brought home isn't a nice, great person that they appear to be. And God will show right through that. He's going to shine a light. Or maybe you're single and you just met Mr. Wonderful. And God is going to show you that guy ain't so wonderful as he looked. You better have the Spirit of God if you're going to survive in this world. You need the light, the fire of God to illuminate, to see through. There's people that walk into this church acting all holy, and they're, they're, they're here to cause trouble, to meet women that look for money. And we could see right through them. The Spirit, see, the Holy Spirit's also symbolized by fire because fire is used to burn away impurities. So, for example, when they mine gold or silver, they put the ore into the fire and it burns away every impurity. And it's the same thing with the Spirit of God. He's working to make us holy, working from the inside to make us pure changing us from the inside out. And you know what I found out as a pastor a number of years ago? That I'm not the Holy Spirit. You know what I used to do when I was a new pastor? I thought I had to be the Holy Spirit. Every time someone would come to me, I got an anger problem. I'd pray. Then I'd call them the next day. Did you deal with that problem yet? You know, the Bible says that you can't be angry. It took me a long time to learn that it's only the Spirit of God working in someone that's begun to burn away. It tells us in Galatians that it's the Holy Spirit only that can produce the fruit. You, you can keep badgering your husband or wife. Instead, let me give you something better. Just pray over them that that seed would begin to grow and that the fruit of the Spirit, peace and joy, kindness, patience. See, it's got to come from inside. It's from the fire of the Holy Spirit beginning to burn away everything that hinders it. Number two, the Holy Spirit. First, I said he's a symbolized by fire. Secondly, he's symbolized by a divine river that brings renewal. John 7, 38. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare 
Rivers of living water will flow from his heart. You see, the Bible says that inside of you there's a river, there's a water that you can drink from that will satisfy you. And that meant everything to me because I spent my whole life going from one hobby to this thing to the next thing, and everything left me empty. I ended up having 10 years of psychotherapy, taking drugs for depression, And, and nothing could fill that place until I had an encounter with God, with the Holy Spirit. And I just spent time every day just drinking of his love. Now now I can feel satisfied in life. There's nothing in this world that can fill you. See, the Bible says that we go from glory to glory. If you don't believe me, look at what goes on with most of the celebrities, the movie stars, the rock stars that have everything. They don't go from glory to glory. They go from relationship to relationship, rehab to rehab, DUI to DUI, mugshot to mugshot. They got everything in this world. All the fame, all the money, all the, all the relationships they want, and they're never satisfied. It's because God has put a place in your heart. It says in Ecclesiastes that God has set eternity in the heart of everyone, and you could try everything. It's never going to fill you. Only God could fill you. And when you receive Jesus, the Holy Spirit becomes a river, and you can drink. You could be satisfied. You could find peace. You could find the joy that you're looking for is only in him. I'm telling you right now, you're not going to find it out there. I don't care how successful your business is, how much money you have. It's only in him. And there's something else. I want to read a quote from a great theologian, Jim Carrey from the movie Dumber and Dumb and Dumber. He said, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so they can see that it's not the answer. Even Jim Carrey, who has everything in this world, was left high and dry, left feeling empty with everything that he had. You got to drink from that river. And there's something else about a river. It flows out of you. You know what that means? That you could change the atmosphere everywhere that you go. The the angry people at your job, when, when you go there, you can release that river and begin to change things. So I, I asked Jessica to come because, see, Jessica's been allowing that river inside of her to be released. So I asked her to come and share Good morning. It's really hard to actually stand up here. Like, this is so intimidating, the mic and everything. Um, (laughs) Yes. Amen, Gary. Um, So there were some things that, you know, when Gary asked me to speak, um, that came to mind, some testimonies that I went through. So one of them was, like, throughout 2013, like, I tell you that almost my whole family was, like, constantly in the hospital it was like back to back including me so um it was just a lot to deal with like you know it affected me spiritually and everything but like 
I could stand here and say that God is so good. Like, he healed everybody. And I mean, like, when they had serious, like, my sister had meningitis. And, like, when I say that, like, God led me to go to the hospital and pray for her. And she was just, like, instantly healed. Like, I was just like, Holy Spirit, just you got to do you like, right now for my sister because she was in so much pain already. And she was like, oh, my God, the headache went away, and they released her the next morning, you know. And my mom had this sickness where um, she was just throwing up blood, and it was just coming out, like, you know, her rear end, like nothing. And it was just really hard to see her go through that. And literally, it was something that needed, to, like, time to, to heal. And I was just like, you know what, God, no. She's going to be healed. And literally, they discharged her the next day. And, you know, my dad, he got, like, this, he works, like, in this dirty basement type thing. Like, he's a super. And he got cut with, like, a dirty light bulb. And it got really badly infected. And, you know, he had to stay there because they were saying they might have to, like, take off his finger and stuff. And I was like, you know what, God, no. So then, surely, he was discharged the next day as well. And I just want to say that, you know, God really pressed in my heart that he's healer. And, you know, that he will heal you. And sometimes it takes a process. You know, I'm still waiting for my healing, but I'm still believing for it, you know. And um, he also brought me to, like, I was feeling really anxious about talking today. And I'm like, why? Why, God, you know? And I remember that he brought me back to when I first got saved. And I was struggling with anxiety disorder, panic disorder, depression, social anxiety disorder all at once and instantly in one day when I say like I was just like God like you know the song today like I just give my heart to you like somebody told me about the Holy Spirit and they're like you got to receive the Holy Spirit he's consuming fire and I was like you know what God all right I'm gonna try this and literally the presence of God fell and I was healed of that instantly instantly it was gone I had no more anxiety attacks panic that nothing like that and sometimes it does come knocking on the door but that's when you got to stand and be like, you know what, no. God is my healer. You're, you're lying right now. You know? <laughs> Amen. And one more testimony, I'm sorry, um, that God led me to talk about was about this relation I was in, like, in the beginning when I was um, first saved. And I guess it's just to talk to, like, the young people here or, or the parents and stuff. And I... And like Gary was saying, like, to look and be aware, because I met this person through the Internet. So parents, you have to be aware of that, because it's very dangerous. And even now, like, people from jail could be up on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? So just be on top of your kids. And when I say that the Holy Spirit, right off the back, when I met this guy, was just like, no. But me, I was just like, yeah. You know? And <laughs> um, when I say that, literally, I was like, you know what, God, like, let me listen to you. And I was just praying about this relationship or whatever. And when I said that God gave me a dream, it was the weirdest thing. And I had a dream that this girl called me. And she was just, she, he, God gave me her name and everything. And when I say that, when I woke up and that dream really happened, I knew that was the Holy Spirit. You know, I knew it was the Holy Spirit. So I just want to say that people, like, God talks about relationships as well. You know what I'm saying? So he will tell you if you're meant to be with somebody or not and listen to it. Don't be like, oh, I'm just, you know, let me see. He's going no. to tell you yes, and he's going to tell you no, you know? Just listen to him. So, yeah, that's what I want to say, and it's just, that's my testimony, I guess. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Years ago, before I went into full-time ministry, I was a teacher with very young kids, a special ed teacher. And I worked in a hospital in Brooklyn. And when I came there, there was tremendous abuse against the kids because people always try to come against helpless people. They would call the kids names, even pull their hair, do abusive things. And at different times I reported it, nothing happened. So I just began to pray and release the river of God. And, And as time went by, every one of those people were removed just by my presence there because I, I was there to allow the Holy Spirit to be, begin to bring cleansing. So if you're in a workplace where, or any place where there's hostility, begin to release the Holy Spirit. God can do miraculous things. So the third symbol of the Holy Spirit is the holy wine that intoxicates. Ephesians 5.18 says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. How many of you during the week find yourself singing some of the songs from church or that you hear on the radio? You just all of a sudden you begin to come into your mind. That's evidence of the Holy Spirit because when you worship, when you sing, the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. And it says, don't be drunk on wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit can overwhelm you. It touches your senses in a way that wine can Not only that, you don't wake up the next morning laid out over the toilet. It's much better. And you know what the word says? Wherever two or three of God's people are gathered together, Jesus is in the midst. And that's why when we come together and worship, it's not just that we're singing songs, but the Holy Spirit begins to fill you, begins to touch you, begins to overcome touch your emotions, your mind, every place that's hurting or wounded. So I asked Pastor Melissa to come because we want to demonstrate this. So I'm going to ask every one of you right now just to get into a posture of receiving from the Lord. Maybe you want to close your eyes. But just begin to receive the Spirit of God. Receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Be filled right now. Let Him touch you. Some of you you're gonna, you're, who haven't experienced God, you're going to have an experience right now. Sweet, sweet Spirit in this place and I know that it's the spirit of the Lord and there are sweet expressions on each place 
the Spirit of the of you right now that raise your hand that God just touched you, that you, you just felt something of God. Amen. I encourage you. I do that every day. I just spend time. I put on worship music. I sit before the Lord and, and I just begin to encounter him. It's like wine. It begins to touch every place that's hurt or wounded, every place are rejected. Start bringing healing. It's like wine that God pours as you begin to worship him. Number four, the Holy Spirit sometimes is pictured or symbolized by the sovereign wind that blows where it pleases. In John chapter 3, verse 8, Jesus said to Nicodemus, the wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but I can't tell where it com but you can't tell where it comes from or where it's going. So you can't explain how people are born of the spirit. See, there was a man, a religious man named Nicodemus who came to Jesus, but he didn't understand spiritual things. All he knew was laws and rituals. When you eat, you say this prayer. You, then you wash your hands. Then you do this. Then you have this rule. The Holy Spirit's not like that. The Holy Spirit, he comes and goes as he pleases, and his work is invisible. Jesus was telling him that, that the work of the Holy Spirit can always be seen. Something you receive it by faith. See, you, you, it's like the wind. You don't see the wind blowing. You see the effect. You see the garbage can rolling down the street. But it's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. See, God is working behind the scenes in your life. He's fulfilling his promises. You might not see how he's doing it, but you're going to see the effects of the hand of God. What does that mean? Don't give up. If, if you're believing God for, in your marriage, in, for your finances, for your job, for, to have a relationship, whatever it is, and you see nothing happening, 
Don't give up because God works like the wind. You can't see it, but you, by faith, You've got to believe that he's bringing that healing, that he's touching your boss, he's doing something to your spouse, that he's supernaturally fixing your finances. See, that's how the Holy Spirit works, like the wind. We don't always see him as he works. That's why we need to have patience. We need to continually believe him for what he's doing. He works in ways that we can't see. Isaiah 45:15 says that God works in mysterious ways. If you can't figure God out, then you're in the right place. God will not make sense to your mind. You can't figure him out. He's like the wind. But because he's like the wind, he blows where he pleases which means his purpose is going to be performed in your life. His promise is going to come true whether you see something happening or not. And some of you, you've been waiting a long time. Why? Because God is revving up that wind. It's called, here's, a, here's another Christianese word. It's called the providence of God. What does providence mean? God is working behind the scenes where you don't know it. You don't know it, but he's been dealing with your husband. You don't know it, but he's been touching your boys. You don't know it, but he's been touching people to help you with your finances. See, that's how the Holy Spirit works, and he's in you. So we need to stop relying on our own schemes, our own thoughts, our own devices, and begin to keep our eyes on the Spirit. Number five, he is the Spirit of God that regenerates. He sanctifies, he illuminates, and revives, which means that, that he brings life to your spirit. He makes you holy. He lights the way. He renews your heart and mind. When you grow cold, he restores the fire. He restores the passion. Number six, he is the spirit of divinity, pure, powerful, and miraculous. What does that mean? That God does the impossible. He's not limited by your bank account. He doesn't care about the doctor's report. Ephesians 3.20, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. See, God is into breaking the laws of nature. He'll do whatever it takes. That's what the miraculous is. To change your situation. What does it mean? It means the power of God is in you. Not just the presence of God, but his power is in you to work, to break open the things that hinder you, that addiction, everything that controls you. The power of God, it says that the fullness of God lives in you. Everything that's in him is in you. All the wisdom, all the glory, all the power. All the fire, it's living in you. I can't understand why so many of you tell me I'm bored. You got fire in you. You got wind blowing right through you. Everywhere that you go, the power of God to 
break open, bringing breakthrough. It means nothing can hinder you. you. He breaks open shame, rejection, your past. Everything that tries to pull you back has, has no chance because the fullness of God is working through you. You need to get in touch with that spirit. See, that's what Christianity is all about. Second Corinthians 3.17 says, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. True freedom. It's freedom from within because of the Holy Spirit in you. You, you are free to be who you are. You are free to worship God, free to dance, free to love. And there's one more last symbol of the Holy Spirit, and that's rain. Isaiah 44 verse 3 says, He will pour out water to quench your thirst and irrigate your parched fields. He says, I will pour out my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your children. See, the Holy Spirit's like rain, and God wants to pour it out all over you, all over your situation. He wants to drench you with his presence. And so I'm going to ask Melissa to come, the other Melissa, and if somebody could help me with... um, with the podium, we said in the beginning that the Holy Spirit expresses himself through art, through singing, and also through movement and dance. So just sense the moving of the Holy Spirit as Melissa ministers, and she's going to minister on the rain. Just allow that, that Spirit of God to fall on you, to begin to drench your heart. Open the floodgates. 
the worship team to come quickly and I, I'm going to ask you to stand right now also I, I want those in the healing ministry if you could come quickly and stand here to my right because we want to demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit if you could come the healing ministry to come stand to my right over here If you're sick today, you need healing in your body, or you know of someone who's sick, a family member, relative that needs healing, 
I'm going I'm to invite you to come and they'll, they'll begin to pray for you. God is going to do miraculous signs, wonders, and miracles today. He's a miraculous, wonder-working God. He is not boring. And, and there are some more of you that I, I want to invite up here. You see, God is a God of the impossible. The Holy Spirit wants to do impossible things. And I want to tell you what happened to me this past week. I've been having a lot of pain, nerve pain in my shoulder, back. And every night I'm up the whole night. And everything that I do, I pay for it afterwards with a lot of pain. And I went to the doctor this week. And the doctor told me, oh, this could be another two years. And sometimes it never goes away. I'm believing not the report of the doctor, but I'm believing that the Spirit of God that lives in me is going to do the impossible, that he's like the wind, that he's already breaking things open. If, if there's anyone else here today, and you're saying, I need God to do something that I can't do in my finances, in my job, with my kids, whatever it is. I want to invite you to come and stand with me right now. I'm, I'm believing there's some of you here that you need God to do something today. There's an impossible situation in your life. solution for it. Well, the Spirit of God in you does. And we're going to sing that song again, Let It Rain, and we're going to release the rains of heaven to begin to touch you. So those, everyone else who's in the, who's in the prayer ministry, I'm going to invite you to come, begin to lay hands on these people, begin to release the impossible. Today is the day of the supernatural. God is greater than the vampires, greater than those undead zombies. He's greater. He's a true supernatural. He's the God of the impossible. If you are in an impossible situation, just come right now, and the rains of heaven are going to begin to pour down.